there. Imagine this. You just spilled coffee on yourself in front of someone you really wanted to impress. Does your inner critic immediately jump in to dominate your inner monologue? Ugh, why did I just do that? Do you find yourself reliving the moment of embarrassment over and over? Do you feel regret or maybe easily getting into a shame spiral? Do you struggle with forgiving yourself? Or maybe you avoid heavy emotions only to have them bubble up later, like yelling at the cashier at the grocery store, or maybe a little bit of road rage? Yeah. And do you sometimes feel like you're the only person that feels this way? Are you nodding your head yes right now? Keep listening for a dose of relief. Guess what? We all feel this way from time to time. It's totally normal. On this podcast, we reveal the messy bits about ourselves without judgment. It's a space where we can reflect, grow, and process our experiences. And maybe we can even laugh about our actions, attitudes, and behaviors, where we can speak about our past and learn from it. So, are you longing for a life with less worry and more joy? Let's get started. Hey there, listener. Welcome to Let's Relieve Regret. My name is Victoria Mirabersia, and I am one of your co-hosts, and I am joined by... Shadow Ball, your other co-host. Hey, Shadow. Hi, Victoria. How's it going? Uh, Pretty good. How are you? Uh, Pretty good. Yeah. How's your week been? Uh, It's been nice. Uh, I like when the temperature starts to get a little cooler. Obviously not winter, winter, but like this like breezy, oh, I guess I should put on a little jacket. Um, Like that kind of weather is my favorite. So I'm loving life. (laughs) So I have a curious question. We always start with a check-in. I'm going to kind of like, uh, can I I do something a little different? Sure. (laughs) Uh, Check-in. Scale of one to 10, how does the weather this time of year affect your mood? Ooh, uh, like nine, 9.5, maybe. Like, like I it only makes am- your mood better. Like 10 oh, being yeah. my mood is great. One being my mood oh, yeah. is terrible. Oh yeah. Mm. It really lifts me up. Uh, because yeah, when it's too hot, I don't like being outside cause I get sweaty and all that other kind of stuff we've talked about before. Um, but this type of weather, like I love being outside. Like I just, uh, you know interesting yeah so my check-in is like a little opposite land okay I'd say like seven maybe even six for mood and even so we're still transitioning it's we've had a pretty warm September we're in like the ending of the second week of September I mean I mm-hmm. went swimming two days yeah. ago but we're but last night it went down to like nine degrees Mm-hmm. Celsius, everyone, and that, and so I live in a building, and I don't control the heat. Like they decide when to turn the heat on. Mm-hmm. So there's like this three weeks ish kind of ending of September, beginning of October, where I get really cranky because <laughs> I can't control the heat, mm-hmm. which means I can't control when I'm cold. I'm like, oh, I like I'm sleeping with extra blankets, and I'm sleeping in like a long sleeve shirt, and like socks and Mm -hmm. I don't like that damp cold that happens at nighttime but right I don't have a button to turn my heat on because my building is hot water radiators so they have to turn the boiler on for the whole building so I can't Mm. control the heat in my unit and uh it makes me cranky (laughs) (laughs) that's fair I think like that's one of those basic human like things though right like being the right temperature you sometimes take for granted until you're not the right temperature and yeah. then you can really notice it. Um, yeah, I go the opposite in like May, uh, because May when it starts to heat up and uh, our building doesn't switch over to central air until like, I think it's like the May 24 weekend, like whatever the long weekend is in mm-hmm. May is when they'll turn it over. Uh, so late April, early May, when it starts getting like not hot, but almost like the weather we have now in September, but after a winter of like negative temperatures, it gets really hot. Plus the heat is still on and I can't turn it off and I can't switch it over. Um, but yeah, I guess this goes back to like, would you rather be too hot or too cold? And I think we have different answers. Ooh, on that. I love this. Would you rather question? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's totally a question that comes up in the game. Would you rather? And um, mm -hmm. well, it's a bit morbid when I've heard the question before. It's like, would you rather die from freezing or burning? But uh, okay. <laughs> that's a bit morbid. But would yeah, you that's rather a little be hot bit uh, aggressive. No, I'm. I definitely yeah. rather be hot. Really, a hundred percent. I'd rather be like on a beach, sweating my pores out, hot. Wow. No, definitely. I am exactly the opposite. Um, I feel like if I'm too cold, I can add more layers. I can drink a hot beverage, like take a hot shower, put on like Vixen socks. Like, oh, Vixen socks. Ooh, ooh, yeah. When you're mm. really cold, that's like such a quick fix. Um, but when you're hot, like once you get down to like barely any clothes on and you've already drank your cold water and you've taken a cold shower, like there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I see but, the reasoning there. I do see the reasoning. Now, sorry, curious question. Do you put the VIX on your feet and then you put socks yeah. on? Your... I've never done that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been doing that. Well, I guess it's like one of those old wives tales that gets passed on. And some people say it doesn't work or whatever. But whenever you start to feel sick, like that's something you should do. Like, and it can kind of like stop the onslaught of symptoms. <sighs> interesting okay. yeah vix on the feet plus socks and then you go to bed and uh, in the morning hopefully you don't have a sore throat anymore but maybe it's just psychosomatic i don't know <laughs> that's so i've never heard of that and does it actually <laughs> warm your feet up like your feet start to feel like they're kind of burny yeah a little bit but yeah. again maybe it's because i've done it since i was a kid so like i just huh. you know like i i don't know if, if, if you've never if you've never done it before like yourself like maybe it's a totally different experience Never but, done it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, along that line, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a cause for applause to start our day? Oh, off? I do, and it's slightly superficial, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm Let's in a good mood it. today, so that's what it is. Um, my hair has reached the length where I can put it back in a side ponytail, <laughs> which is my preferred hairstyle. To be honest, I love a low side ponytail. Um, but my hair was too short for quite some time and I've been like trying to force it over for the last little bit, but now it's like, it's not even forceful. It just does it. <laughs> and it makes me very happy, uh, to be back to my like side pony ponytail life. Um, <laughs> I How know it's long superficial. Ago, when was the last but, time you cut it? Oh, like probably just about a year ago. Wow. It grows fast. Yeah. Well, that's a good cause for applause. Yeah. How about you? So I think it's okay to, it's okay to recognize these small things too, because it gives us wonder and on whatever. Right. So it's not superficial mm -hmm. at all. It's your body. It's your hair. Yeah. Our hair is part of like, our hair can be part of like what makes us feel good. When I dye my mm -hmm. hair purple, for example, it makes me right. Good, which I'm yeah. pretty much do. It's completely like blonde right now. <laughs> and my little teeny tiny ponytail that I can't do a side ponytail with yet. That's yeah. okay. Well, interesting. My cause for applause is kind of already said it is that we're having a warm September mm -hmm. and uh I think I've mentioned this on the podcast but I had a goal this year 2023 to jump in Lake Ontario every month mm -hmm. and I've gone several times September for those of you that don't know Lake Ontario is one of the great lakes it acts like an ocean it's a freshwater lake but it's huge mm -hmm. uh, so got it can be cold it can be warm it can be all the things but you can't see the other side of it when you're standing on one side so I only have two months left no I lied three months October three November months, December yeah. and I'm I'm feeling like October will be easy because we've had a warm September so I only have like two months that are going to be like polar plunges yeah for sure and oh, then you'll run home and take your hot shower and put your Vicks on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Out. You know what? <laughs> Maybe that'll be part of my method or process now afterwards when I do it as a polar dip is the Vicks mm -hmm. on the feet and socks. I love it. <laughs> it also you. is so good in the winter because it like, like it's such a good moisturizer in addition to just being like soothing. Cause it's basically uh, Vaseline with yeah. like ethanol in it or something right is that <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah well if you said it's something from childhood that's so interesting I'd be interested to know if other people have other uh if any of our listeners have uh have done this method or if this mm -hmm. is just like a northern Ontario method that you learned growing up in the north wow <laughs> wow bringing the northern Ontario I, I mean I was born in the north too so you know, <laughs> I know. I just... there are some special treats from the north 
yeah that might be one I'm I'm curious because I've never heard of it so Mm -hmm. maybe we'll post that I uh actually speaking of special treats I last time I was in Sudbury I bought you know the big basket of blueberries from the Mm. side of the road yeah and because my dad asked me to (laughs) so uh I did but he didn't tell me what size to get so I got the biggest size because we were having a big family get together in northern Ontario and I you know I thought real wild blueberries yeah Yeah. and I yeah I definitely thought it would you know but no we didn't finish them at all so it's been up to me to kind of like get rid of them uh but what I did is I like boiled them into like a like a gelatinous goo and I have them in the that freezer. That sounded now. so appetizing. <laughs> I know, but I put them in the freezer and then I've been like taking out like slices of the gelatinous goo for oh, like meals. And it really does add just that little bit of like mm, yummy Northern Ontario blueberries. <laughs> there is such a difference between wild blueberries and cultivated blueberries. The teeny oh, yeah. tiny wild blueberries that you get in the North are the best. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could just eat them like popcorn. Like right. I could eat a whole bowl of them. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So now you'll have that flavor all winter long. I think, yeah, I think I have like a couple more little like cubes left, but uh, yeah. I love that. Uh, do you want to go first today? Sure. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Let's hear right. some regrets and let's okay. process them out and feel better about ourselves. Let's go. Love it. I have an experience I need to let go of in order to move forward. I regret applying to jobs all summer long. I spent at least 500 hours on cover letters, resumes, application forms, getting set up on the apps, all that kind of stuff. The consequences I am missing out on due to holding on to this regret are that I'm still doing it. I keep cruising job postings, thinking that perhaps I just haven't found the right one yet. It sort of reminds me of my friend's frustrations with using dating apps, but like not hearing back from employers compared to the amount of effort I'm putting in is really hurting my feelings. (laughs) I know like that might be like a baby thing to say, but I'm getting so fed up with it. And like this frustration leaves me depleted and unable to pivot to working on my own service offerings, but I'm trying to let this go. I did everything I could this summer with the tools I had, and that's okay. I really thought it was going to be like a safer approach than trying to find my own clients for my services. That is who I was, or maybe still am, and I'm trying my best to grow. I'm a bit trepidatious, but still relieved because I know I'm capable of feeling uncomfortable and worthy of investing in myself. Thank you, Shadow. Thank you for listening. Always a relatable one. What you do is always relatable. It's always relatable to me. Do you want feedback or just want to be heard? Sure. All right. I have a couple of curious questions. Excellent. Lay them on me. Do you regret applying or do you regret the time and effort? How much time and effort you put into it? Mm, uh, Definitely the how. Like I do. I'm happy that I got back into it because I've been freelancing for a while and a big part of freelancing has been like looking for clients and but like again like selling myself but in a different way than like your traditional job application with the cover letter and the resume and the very formal things like that um but at the beginning of the summer I found myself without any clients um so I just thought you know okay I'll just apply to some jobs and I'm sure I'll get something you know um But I didn't. And it's just like really weighing me down because like I really wish I had put even like 10% of that effort into like working on my website copy or like preparing packages or researching how people sell themselves without using packages because I've now found that out just this week. Um, So, yeah, I just thought it was going to almost be like an easy fix and maybe help with some of the anxiety like that my household's feeling like I'm sure everyone's feeling it like the economy is really uh speeding up in a way that I wasn't ready for and yeah I just thought like the easiest way to fix that was well get a job apply for jobs get a job just and I and I've been doing that and I'm still kind of doing it I have like five or six cover letters that are in draft form right now that are due next week now I'm wondering if I was almost doing that as like a like a procrastination effort because I am mm. scared of putting out my packages. And then like, I think it's easier to feel rejected 
that I wasn't the right fit for the job than it would be to feel rejected over like the services I want to provide out of my heart. Yeah. You kind of almost answered my second question. Mm. I wrote down holding on to the, the idea that you need a job rather than working on your small business. Like what's the actual fear? Mm-hmm. or what's the limiting belief or what's the, we've talked about relationship mm-hmm. with money before too. Yeah. But you, I mean, you kind of answered it, but do you want to talk any more on that? Yeah. Like I definitely have a limiting belief around my business, like around it being like something that's like, of course, I'm never going to make as much money I, as I did when I had a real job, uh, even using the words like real job, right? Like, yeah, I I'm frustrated with myself that I still don't fully have faith in my own services that I want to provide to people. Cause like I'm, I have another client now and I'm working with her part-time and I love it. I just, I don't quite know how to pivot or I kind of keep thinking I can, I can have my cake and eat it too. Right. Like, or I can have one foot in one canoe and one foot in the other, and then (laughs) both canoes go sideways and I get split. Um, Cause like I, I know rationally that if I just put all my eggs into my own basket, got my small business up off the ground and put it out there, I would probably have clients. But part of me is so scared to take that leap that I'm like, okay, well, I'll just keep applying. I'll just keep following the road that I know has worked in the past. Mm, So you're just perpetuating the same pattern, but yeah. So has it worked? And then I I've got a little pivot for you or mindset too, Mm -hmm. is instead of saying, putting all my eggs in one basket, what if you say you're investing in yourself because you believe in yourself? Yeah. I want to invest in myself, (laughs) but you know, at a certain point, like when the bills aren't being paid, it's like, okay, well stop working on this pipe dream. You got to go get again, a real job. I don't know why this, like a real job keeps coming up in my head. Like all this other work I've done for clients wasn't real. Yeah. So, okay. So I have a couple more curious questions mm-hmm. or a couple more feedback questions, I guess. Yeah. Have you ever had an unsatisfied customer? No. <laughs> right. Because the work you do is amazing. Do you want to explain kind of what you do? Sure. Because um, you're not a virtual assistant, like it is, but yeah. you do more than what a virtual assistant does. You you had a yeah. name for it. You told me last week, I can't remember what it was. And I was like, that's genius. Well, I'm like, a, I like, well, for my current client, I'm her operations manager. That's, that's the title we're using. Yeah. Love that. But I think I'm still pretty open to like different titles. I, I, I don't really get hung up on the exact title. Um, but I feel like a VA can do the work for you. Like if you tell a VA, here's the instructions, go do that work, they'll go do that work for you. But they're going to be checking in with you constantly because they need to know like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Et cetera, et cetera. Something that an operations manager does or an executive assistant or, you know, all these other words we can use for it. We take all the mess and try to streamline it for you. Like that's one of my favorite things is someone will come to me with like a flurry of ideas and I'm able to say, okay, wow, love all of this, but what can we do right away? What needs to be put on the back burner? Because similarly to just me, like thinking that I can apply for jobs and work on my small business, (laughs) there's lots of elements in both things. So like, I need to be more strategic in figuring out what comes first and what what can I outsource and what should I outsource or what should I do myself? So yeah, so like I feel like my favorite clients are like solo entrepreneurs who mm-hmm. found a really cool idea, made a business out of it, but they don't have any of the scaffolding they need to like plan out an SOP, to create like yes, there's apps and stuff out there. But like, again, if you're an artist or just someone who had a really good idea, you might not be ready to take on all these apps. You might just need your hand held a little bit to like set all up, set all the systems up. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you're really good at that shadow and (laughs) you have experience, not just in your own small business, but like, that's Mm -hmm. what you did when you worked government. Yeah. Right. And you're very skilled at it and very good at it. Right. So Mm -hmm there's a fear in there around (laughs) it, but you're definitely worthy and capable, right? And about investing like fully in yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, when I worked for government, it wasn't 
the work that I didn't like. Like I liked the work. I, you know, but it was all like the small p politics stuff. And again, mm-hmm. I had undiagnosed ADHD at the time. So I had really strong like justice sensitivity. And that didn't really play well in my hand of tricks, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like that's not even necessarily the government's fault or anything like that. I think that's just workplaces. I think it's just like in workplaces, there's such a, maybe not now with the COVID of it all and lots of people working from home and stuff, but yeah, like I just, and I don't know, maybe that's coming through in my cover letters. Maybe people can like smell really that. <laughs> I don't interesting. know. I wonder if like the hybrid work model mm-hmm. where you get two days at work, three days at home or whatever yeah, has helped alleviate kind of the politics that can fester in a workplace. I like to call them little P politics. There's petty mm-hmm. things that happen. There's gossiping. There's yeah. bigger things where you don't agree with the structure of the way the company, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'm curious about that. Yeah, I, I really am. Because like you, one of the reasons why I left the corporate slash government world is I couldn't handle the atmosphere. It mm-hmm. wasn't right for me. I've talked about it many times on the podcast. I had a total yeah. burnout. The the I didn't like the way I was being treated and my coworkers were being treated on certain things. I didn't like the pettiness that happened in a cubicle atmosphere or mm-hmm. like water, what's it called? Like water, water cooler, cooler talk or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I that I wonder if the hybrid work model has alleviated that a little bit. I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that. We should, I'm going to start asking around. Are you mm-hmm. listener? You tell us. Yeah. Send us a, send us thing. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really curious about that, but mm-hmm. back to you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> a, oh, my last curious question about mm-hmm. it was the blessing and the curse of an ADHD brain. Mm. Do you think that like the skills you've learned for ADHD has really helped you be able to create this kind of specialized service that you provide? Yeah, I think that. And I also think that like, I prefer working with neurodivergent people. I think neurodivergent people have just such unique, interesting ways of either seeing the world or setting up their work. And I'm very amenable to the, like working within those systems when setting up the uh, the other systems, right? So um, yeah, I think, I don't even know how to describe it, but like people talk about how there's almost like a radar of like, neurodivergence like you can kind of like if you're in a room a brand new room of people like the neurodivergent people will just kind of naturally huddle together mm-hmm. <laughs> and you they can feel tell. each other's energy or something or they <laughs> yeah, just know and you they can, can tell yeah. because there'll be a lot of laughter and a lot of like conversation happening but no one's like taking their turn everyone's just like like again a flurry right it's just like this amazing flurry of activity that's happening yeah so again I don't I don't know. Like, I, and that's the other thing too. I'm wondering if like, because all of my professional quote unquote experience was pre ADHD. And then like, I've been learning about ADHD and like my systems and helping other people with their systems. Like, I don't know, maybe something's just not coming across in my story or in the way, or maybe I'm coming across too openly. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's like, what's happening, but I, like I said, I've spent at least 500 hours on applying for jobs this summer. And I don't necessarily regret the act of applying for jobs because it reminds me how much I dislike it. (laughs) But, you know, I regret thinking it was going to be a a better, a quick fix, like a safer alternative than trying my own thing and failing. Putting in perspective, if you Mm -hmm. invested 500 hours in yourself, do you really think you'd fail? No, but it's too scary to consider it. <laughs> I believe anyway, you. that's that's my share. I kind of winged this one, um, but uh, it's just it's something I kind of like woke up with this morning. Like as soon as I woke up this morning, I was like literally looking at like like I think within the first hour of waking up, I had looked at like three different job boards like other places I know that have like kind of quick fix jobs and stuff like that. And I was taking screenshots and being like, okay, this afternoon I'm going to apply to all of these. 
forgetting that this afternoon I already had plans to record the podcast with you. It's almost like an addiction almost. Oh, wow. It's because again, I think it, 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 it tricks me into thinking I'm being productive, right? Like as much as I already have 10 jobs I could apply for and I have, you know, my other service offering that I could be working on, like every morning I'm checking the job boards for something better. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's unhealthy. And then you're not actually really moving forward in life. No. Right. You're just, so this is like the detriment, like there's the pros and cons of this feeling of motivation. Mm -hmm. Literally the brain releases dopamine as our motivator hormone. Mm -hmm. It also gets, it also, we feel satisfied when we're motivated, motivated. Right. Right. So we release dopamine to encourage us to take action and feel satisfied about the action we're Mm -hmm. taking. It doesn't depend on the result. Right. We have many like neurotransmitters or hormones that make us feel good, right? About oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, Mm -hmm. adrenaline, endorphins, right? The result hormones are like the serotonin and, and like the endorphins. And that's like the, the like celebration sad, like that's a different kind of satisfied, right? Like that's a celebration, Mm -hmm. fulfillment, closure, but we could live off the feeling that dopamine gives us, which is the motivator. And then what happens is because motivation also feels satisfying. We literally trick ourselves into thinking we're done. Yeah. We're like, Oh, I've gone to step two. That's I'm going to walk. Like, that's good enough. I'm going to walk away. And then we never get to step four. Mm-hmm. And I totally do that too. <laughs> it's, it's part of procrastinating. It's part like, it's like our body and brain trick us. Mm-hmm. We actually need what you do shadow small business people that like help set up the systems and and accountability and your whole share could be for solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, but also just for anybody in general, like you can take away what you're saying about applying for jobs and it could, it could relate to many things in life, Mm -hmm. right? It could relate to how am I moving forward in life? Is it that I want to be saving up to buy a house? Is it that I want to be working on myself? And so I trick myself into thinking that I'm working on myself by getting a massage once a month, mm. but I'm not actually doing personal growth work. I'm just getting a massage on my body. Right. Right. Like there's, there's many things that we can become. I think I've talked about this before fitness, right? We use fitness to mask, right? Mm. Fitness is important. Everybody. I'm also a personal trainer on top of being a life coach. Right. But like, yeah, we can hide in fitness, right? We can think fitness because fitness makes us feel good. It gives us the endorphins. It gives us dopamine. We can hide there. And it can Mm -hmm. be the only part of our wellness that we focus on is fitness and nutrition. And we can trick ourselves into thinking that we're completely healthy. But often Mm -hmm. when we become addicted to fitness, like you're addicted to looking at the job board, we're pushing or masking something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, like that. Yeah. But I think, I think you're already moving forward just by sharing (laughs) shadow. Like I think Mm -hmm. like, I wrote down like three or four curious questions. And literally, as you kept talking, you were answering my questions. And I was like, this is great. (laughs) Like, this is actually like a magic moment that is kind of proving our experiment or the reason we do this Mm. podcast. So people can use the methods we use with their friends or whatever, right? Because you literally processed it while you were saying it out loud. I uh, I think we should find a sound effect that's like magic moment. like insert it right before it happens or right after. I don't know. <laughs> but was these are the moments I love when I'm working one-on-one with clients. Mm-hmm. They'll be telling me a story or telling me some progress they've had. And I will, after they've told the story, I'll say, stop, let's just take a moment to like validate mm-hmm. and acknowledge what you just did here. Because that the very first time we met, you said you wanted to feel this way. And it's six months later. And you're literally telling me a story where you've done what you said you wanted, this intangible right. thing that you said you wanted to do and you've done it. I'm literally mm-hmm. sitting here with you or on zoom with you watching you change in this exact moment, like Mm -hmm. it's, or watching you process this in this exact moment. It's magic. Mm -hmm. That's why I love what I do. (laughs) Good. So, um, thank you for being magic today. (laughs) That's so nice of you to say, (laughs) Uh, thank you for listening and letting me process this. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to give up looking for jobs, but I think I need to, change the ratio ratio a little bit yeah yeah I like that change the ratio yeah yeah what would you like to share today it's interesting because mine's similar okay 
in some ways, like when you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, this kind of connects actually. So (laughs) here we go. Here's my share. Okay, great. I have something I want to let go of in order to move forward. And it also has to do with my solopreneur business. Two years ago, I was really doing well on my social media, really doing well on my Instagram account. I chose Instagram to be my main focus because pictures, videos, easily accessible. I can put up a quote, a motivational quote, these sorts of things. And I was really building my Instagram and I got fairly big quickly. Like I got up to, I think five or 6,000. I know that's very micro. If anybody out there is an influencer, but that's a micro influencer level, right? I had 6,000 followers and it was growing rapidly. And then Instagram implemented, I can't remember what they called them community guidelines. And I woke up one morning and my Instagram account had been deleted. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I was trying to sign in and I couldn't sign in. And then I, it didn't even tell me why. And so I couldn't figure out how to get through to them and finally got through to them. And the only message I got was you, uh, your Instagram account went against community guidelines, but it wouldn't tell me which one. And so I fought with Instagram for six months, trying to email back and forth. And they really, it was just computer automation that was coming back to me. It was really quite frustrating. And I'm in quite a few Facebook groups of female entrepreneurs and, and solopreneurs and female owned small businesses. And at the same time, there was a lot of posts coming up in these groups saying my Instagram account has been deleted. And for, for some, for some of these, these, uh, small businesses, they figured out somehow that it was the porn <laughs> community guideline. The new guideline said only a small percentage of the photo can show skin. And so they figured out that it was, uh, that only that that was what the, the new community guidelines were because they just put it in and it's an AI computer going through, tra- deleting all of these Instagram accounts. And of course, female owned businesses or female owned Instagram accounts. I had pictures of me in a bikini looking healthy saying, this is my body. I love it. And you know, I've got a little, you know, a little like pudge here or a little whatever. Right. But this is my body and I love it and I feel healthy. And I had a couple posts like that. That's what it ultimately we think it came down to. And I mean, there was hundreds of women that this had happened to in this, in my, these smaller Facebook groups I'm in. So I'm like, what was the impact fully right around the world? But, but then I got angry and then I gave up because I was frustrated and Instagram said, Oh, send us a picture of you holding up this code with a piece of paper. So we know you're a real human being and you've written the code that we're sending you on a piece of paper. And I sent that picture to them over and over again with no response that I never got my account back. Well, I eventually restarted my Instagram about a year ago, but my regret is I didn't really focus on it. And so it's kind of the opposite of your regret today, I guess it's like, I didn't become a dick. I was like, uh, I've had the, I've had a new Instagram account. And I was just like, oh, I have to start from scratch again. But my regret is if I had put the effort in that I was putting in before and I was, I was actually enjoying doing it. I was enjoying curating my Instagram account, coming up with quotes and creating the visuals and pictures and videos that I wanted to say. I was really enjoying it. So my regret is if I had continued and not let that frustration and anger take over, I would be farther ahead now than I was when my Instagram account got shut down. So the consequence of me holding on to that is I could be building my business. I could be having fun doing it because I enjoy the creative side of creating Instagram uh, content. And I mean, the real big consequence is I missed an opportunity to create a bigger community. The myrecreo.health community is growing. I have a private Facebook group. We are growing a community here with let's relieve regret as well. And I could be creating a bigger community with my Instagram, tapping into and connecting to the let's relieve regret community. And then my recreo.health community would be expanded more with my Instagram. So the, my, the real regret is wasted time on creating community because I've been angry and I don't want to do it. And uh, what if it happens to me again? So there's a little bit of fear in there. There's a little bit of anger in there, right? However, I'm a human being and reactions are part of being a human being and having reactions don't mean you're over emotional just means you're having a reaction. I did everything I could in the moment and I had to walk away from my Instagram for a bit 
<laughs> and I did everything I could in that moment. That's okay. Thanks for sharing. Are you open to feedback? Yeah. <laughs> or do you yeah. just want to share? Okay. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about this regret? I think I'm beating myself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing the, you're lazy, you're procrastinating right. kind of inner monologue thing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and can I, hear I want to move forward. Yeah. 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 I yeah. can hear that coming through and that just, yeah, it breaks my heart a little bit. Um, do you want feedback about Instagram itself or? I want whatever that... you want to give me, okay. Shadow, whatever you've got. <laughs> Okay. So I will say that earlier this year, I went to a workshop talking about social media metrics and all this kind of stuff, because I wanted to be better with the podcast, honestly. Um, Didn't really care about my own account, really wanted to see if I could like employ these ideas on our Let's Really Regret Instagram account. Then something came up in that which was the idea that we shouldn't build on rented property. So basically saying social media is nice to have, sure, but the effort should go into the place you own. So like your myrecreo.health, um, your like Facebook groups, kind of the same thing as the don't build on rented property. And at first I thought, oh, this is just someone trying to sell their email sequencing or like, you know, I thought it was just a really clever way of like trying to get sales. But then this summer, we saw what happened with Twitter. We saw Twitter just completely bottom out. It's now X. It's not on my phone anymore. I've moved over to threads. Lots of people have moved over to threads. As sad as it is, some people like lost a lot of their community just because they never built a website because why would they they would they had their twitter their twitter was always really like popping you know and i'm noticing a little bit that i'm less interested in even being on instagram lately because everything's video and i just want to scroll i don't want to have to like mute quickly like everything's video and i'm just not into that i agree with that the beauty of instagram at the beginning and why i was into it was Mm -hmm. it was pictures pictures are a picture can tell a thousand words. You, you can obviously write copy beside it. Like pick, Mm -hmm. like there's, you can write a paragraph underneath your picture, but the original intent of Instagram was a visual way to connect. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's interesting. You say that because I think a few months ago, the Kardashians who are like the biggest social influencers on the world Mm -hmm. made a comment saying, bring back the priority to pictures on Instagram right. instead of videos. Cause Instagram's just trying to compete with TikTok right now. Yeah. And they yeah, said, sure. bring back Instagram to what it was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like social media and all the different facets of social media, like they exist and it's cool and whatever. I'm not sure you actually lost out here. I like, yes, it sucks that you lost your 6,000 followers. I am going to say that that sucks, but I'm not sure Instagram's really where it's at these days. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Like I (laughs) I feel immediate relief, right? Because we, we have these ideas of what we should do, but in the meantime, you're right. What has happened in the meantime of me not focusing on Instagram, this podcast has happened. Mm -hmm. My website now has a membership component and, and live zoom classes are happening off my website. And we have a community Mm -hmm. of engaged women there that literally talk to each other at the beginning of zoom calls, beginning, whether it's a fitness class, whether it's a meditation class, whether it's brain fitness class, whether it's a a discussion group or a motivational group, or I'm giving a motivational speech, or I have a guest workshop person coming in for nutrition or breathing or that's actual real community because people are mm-hmm. really interacting with each other in real time. Actually been fascinated by this idea of community where you're just putting comments underneath a post and how do you build co- real community connection mm-hmm. out of that? And people do. I know people feel connected in yeah. Facebook groups and stuff. And that's why I did a Facebook group as well, where people can mm-hmm. feel more connected, but yeah. Yeah. So I think <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's awful because it was outside of your control, right? Like that's what I, I, I don't like this aspect where it was outside of your control and you tried to fix it and they just weren't listening to you. Like that's awful. Yeah. And I totally was renting someone else's space. Like that's exactly what yeah. happened. It was outside of my yeah. control and I couldn't get my 6,000 
followers. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's harsh. It's a harsh lesson to learn, but um, social media as a behemoth is, is a good thing, but like, you can't be everywhere and you never know what's going to happen to any of these like social media pages. You have to have it backed up by your own thing. So you have a website, you have myrecreo.health. And I think like getting traffic to that website's one thing and that's what you can use social media for. Um, but I don't think trying to get back up to 6,000 followers on Instagram is going to be the approach that helps you move forward. Yeah. So maybe it was a forced pivot and maybe. it was good. Yeah. It was a good pivot yeah. using my Instagram account. Yeah. Because yeah. I... It was so funny. We were just watching not an well, somewhat older movie last night. It was from 2019. Um, <laughs> and something happened where like someone's on their phone and they talked about like no tweets, no snaps, like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, uh, Snapchat. Like Snapchat was, oh, Snapchat was really big deal for a while. And like, t- t- like in 2019, especially, which is why it made sense for it to be in this movie. But like, I'm not using Snapchat right now. I don't know. And I mean, maybe other people are, but I never used it. (laughs) Right. So like, I just, it sucks. Like it sucks that this was taken away from you in a way that like, again, I don't like that, but at the same time, I think, you know, like the fact that you've been able to put this energy into actually building community, I think is really beautiful. Thank you. It also, it also reminds me like one piece of me when I, decided to start my own business. And maybe this is helpful for you too, with your regret Mm. today is there's like micro businesses, small businesses, business to be a large impact or influence. You don't have to be a large business. Right. Right. Like I can be satisfied knowing that I'm changing 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 people's lives. Mm-hmm. I don't need to change a million people's lives. Of course. And I can be successful and live my life the way I want to be living it and be mentally healthy, physically healthy, financially mm-hmm. healthy, socially healthy by being a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. Like the goal for me isn't to have a staff team of 20 working underneath me. Right. The goal for me is to, we have these, we all have these visions of like, business is only successful if it, if it, if we have Mm -hmm. staff team, if we have all these things, but you can be very successful as a micro business, Mm -hmm. very successful in like impacting hundreds of people's lives instead of millions of people's lives or thousands of people's lives instead of millions of people's lives. Mm -hmm. Every human being that comes through my recreo or listens to this podcast, I really do deeply believe we're making a difference. I really do Mm -hmm. believe the, the, information that we're giving, the skills we're demonstrating, the honesty and vulnerability you and I are demonstrating and our guests demonstrate when they come on mm-hmm. and the programming that I offer at my recreo is valuable. And so having a community that's smaller could almost be more valuable than a community that's bigger. Yeah. 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 And again, it's like that number of followers is also kind of um, a mirage, right? Like even if you have 6,000 followers, are 6,000 people seeing every post you put up or are 10 people seeing that post versus like, who knows how the algorithm works now. And, and then in that same breath though, like, you know, if 200 people came to your website, 200 people saw your website. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, it's just a stat that you can actually use versus vanity. So like, I, I don't know, like, Again, I, th- I think it's really important that you shared this and I, I can hear that the frustration is still there and that it's bubbling up inside. <laughs> I think it's similar to yours in, in like the real, fr- the not frustration or whatever is I still guilt myself for not giving my business enough attention. Right. And the reality is I am giving it attention. This, this is, this is like, you know, people put like, you're scrolling through Facebook or whatever, back to social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. And the algorithm like will show ads or show things that it figures out your interest, right? So everything yeah. when I'm scrolling through Facebook is about small businesses. All the mm-hmm. ads are people making promises about how I can help your small business, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a post that was like red flags for an entrepreneur. And it was like, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur if you're not willing to spend 10 hours a day working. And it listed all these things. And I was like, I'm not willing to do half those things. 
Right. Does that mean I'm going to fail at my business? Like, I don't like these posts that are like absolute. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like the like, aggressive. I don't like, I see some coaches actually in their like websites or on their thing is like, I don't want to work with you if you're not willing to commit a hundred percent to this or a hundred, right. Mm. Do you see those things like this yes, program yes. isn't for you. If you're this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. wow. Maybe that's where this like regret came up with today. Mm. Um, Cause I saw that and I was like, I, for about an hour, I was like, maybe I'm failing. And then right. I'm, like, I'm not failing. I have a community. Mm-hmm. I am running programs. I'm going for an hour walk every day in the sun for my own mental health. I'm not failing. Mm -hmm. It's the same for, for you, right? With your regret. You're like, I just spent 500 hours applying for job, but every single client you've had Mm -hmm. been satisfied. Right. You're not. Right. So putting these things back in perspective and not listening sometimes to all of the outside noise, because there's so much outside noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that post reminds me of that thing that went viral a few years ago where it was like, choose your hard. And it was like, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. This is hard. And it was all, it was very ableist. It was very like, choose your heart. And it was like, like one of the things was like saving money is hard. Being broke is hard. Choose your heart. And it was like, mm. like you're really- that's very reductive. Like life isn't yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. And if we don't celebrate the small successes, we'll continue to go down into that deep, dark place of I'm a failure. I'm a failure because mm-hmm. you literally have small successes every single day. Each and every mm-hmm. person does in this world has small successes every single day. Yeah. And sometimes we need to start with that. Yeah. Bringing it back to my ADHD coach. Uh, she <laughs> always reminds me like, am I measuring with my own yardstick? Yeah. Oh, I like that saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, am I trying to put my success on other people's definition of success or am I trying to be successful the way I want to be successful yeah and you're right like it's good to listen to yourself and tune out all the noise um, but I think it's just so natural to bring that noise back in when you're feeling any kind of insecurity it's hard to keep that faith in yourself I literally feel like we're having another magic moment processing right magic now. moment <laughs> like the like say it again measure with your own yardstick yeah 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 I think both of our regrets today were mm-hmm. about outside noise influencing yeah. our values or um reflection of ourselves or how we feel about ourselves when it comes mm-hmm. to our small businesses and yeah we still own our small businesses and we're still working it's true, it's true. and we are thriving Mm-hmm. And maybe we want to thrive a little bit more, but acknowledge that we're thriving right now and we want to thrive mm-hmm. a little bit more and we want to thrive a little bit more. And I mean, this podcast is an example of that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. And we're, yeah, it's thriving too. And it's right. Projects we're working on are thriving. It, again, it can be for any kind of area of your life. Step back, look at the teeny tiny celebrations or teeny tiny ways that you're thriving. Mm-hmm. acknowledge it, validate it, and then build from there. And that's actually this season, what our three breaths are about. Nice. Nice segue. I love it. The, yeah. Perfect segue. <laughs> that's actually what the theme of our three breaths are about this season. So each season we've been changing the three breaths at the end. And that's really what the three breaths are about this season is what is the base base or smallest thing that you need to survive or to function? It's breath. And then you can build from there as a human being. The most important thing is breathe in, breathe out. That's it. So in any moment when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling unsure, take three breaths, intentional breaths, because you know, I hate the advice of, oh, you're feeling anxiety, take three breaths and everything will be fine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying take three breaths to be in the moment with yourself and to tell yourself the most important thing is getting oxygen and breathing in and exhaling out toxins, carbon dioxide. That's it. If I can do that, I can live. Right. And then the second breath is I have everything I need because I have my breath. And then the third breath is I've done everything I can do today. And that's okay. It's forgiveness for ourselves is what the third breath is brought it down to like the fundamentals of what it is to be a human being. And then we start to build ourselves back up emotionally all in the 60 seconds it takes to do those three breaths. 
we did not plan this. Like this whole episode has <laughs> been serendipitous. It's just flowed so mm-hmm. easily. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, we took a nice long break this summer. Um, we're getting some more episodes out there again. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love working with you. I can't wait to see what else we're going to do this season. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Are you ready to do our three breaths? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, everybody, come on to the front edge of your chair or wherever you are, get your feet flat on the ground. Of course, unless you're driving, we want you to be safe, but we want to feel our feet on the floor, feel connected. And if you want, you can put one hand on your heart and you can give your heart a rub. And the first thing I want you to do is I want you to shrug your shoulders up to your ears, feel that tightness in there, and then let your shoulders drop and shrug them up and down a little bit and just say to yourself, release, release, release. Release, release, release. And now I want you to take a big breath in. Exhale out. Saying to yourself, I have everything I need. The breath is foundation of my life. On the second breath, big breath in. Exhale out. I have everything I need because I have breath and I can build from there. Breath is the most important. And taking one more breath in, breathing out forgiveness and kindness to yourself. I've done everything that I can do today and that's okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. You matter. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. This episode of Let's Relieve Regret was produced by Shadow Ball and Victoria Mirbersia. We are an independent podcast supported by you, our listeners. You can become a supporter by donating three, five, or even $8 per month at www.letsrelieveregretpodcast.buzzsprout.com and click on the support button. You can find the link in the show notes. Our goal is to empower as many women as possible to overcome the shame and guilt that accompanies regret. If this podcast helped you have an aha moment, help us spread the word. It's free for you and it means the world to us. Please follow us on Instagram at relieve.regret. Tell two friends. Or leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Find all this information and more in the show notes. Okay, bye!